Staples show. We're actually going to talk some college football today. I know we've been talking about a lot of different things and uh, let's face it, the, the world is a very different place and there's not a lot going on in the world of college football, but there are still coaches and players getting ready for a season. Now they don't know when it's going to be played. They're not sure if it's going to be played, but they're pretty sure at some point it's getting played. So they're still working. So we figured we'd bring on somebody to explain what it's like to try to run a college football program right now. North Carolina coach Mac Brown has seen a little bit of everything in his coaching career. He's won a national title at Texas. Uh, he's now reinvigorating the program at UNC, but he hasn't seen anything like this before. He's dealing with something totally new, which is crazy for a guy who has been around for a long time and has seen a whole lot of things. But Mac Brown is learning, like the rest of us, how this new world works during the, the slowdown. And it was interesting talking about some of the measures that he and his staff have taken to keep going, to keep giving their players structure. And they're working as if the season will start on time. And that way, if things change, they'll be ready to pivot with it. Here's Mac Brown talking about everything that North Carolina is doing even though Tar Heels aren't allowed to be together. It's strange to me that you guys are so used to being very in control and knowing 18 months in advance what's going to happen. What is this like where you're at home and the players are at home and your assistants are at their houses and you don't have that control? Uh, Andy, it's, it's, it, we, we kind of labeled it a new normal. It's, uh, it is what it is. Um, it drives coaches batty, but, uh, great leaders take crisis and turn them into positives. And we've got to handle this properly so our families can handle it because it's unique for them. So our, our players, our staff can, can handle it. Uh, so basically what we're trying to do is, is take what we have right now and be very, very creative and, and try to do the best job we can do for that group of people, our family and our extended family, plus try to separate from your opponents at the same time. And, and that's, uh, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. So what's a day like for you right now? We're trying to make it as much like a day at the office. We like this morning, our players worked out on zoom with our strength staff and our staff watching at eight 30 this morning. And, uh, we have staff meetings, uh, Monday and Friday at 10 o'clock in the mornings. And, and all of this is on zoom. And then, uh, I may meet with, uh, I, I talked to the entire team after the workout today and just tried to tell them where I think things are and bragged on them about, their discipline and, and accountability and, and said that at some point this will go away. And the way that you handled your, your time uh, by yourself is, is going to determine whether you're ready to play, how well you play, if you get to play and how well we can play against our opponents. Uh, Cause you've got to have worked at least as hard or harder than they did. And then um, Andy, I, I talked to alums. Uh, I've got the two 
our meetings um, on, on Zoom uh, Thursday and Friday. I'm doing a whole lot of, of media things because I I was in that business five years and know this is a very difficult time because there's not there's no sports. Uh, I'm finding in in my life that um, my my life was too singular focused on sports because my faith, my family, and sports is all I have. So I'm I'm going to have to to read and branch out and start doing some other things and. We're on Marco Polo with our grandkids at night. We're on FaceTime and we're on Zoom. And uh, so, um, but but by and large, we're we're having. Uh, um, you can have install with your with your team uh, two two hours a week. So you can you you've got eight hours a week, like you've got in the spring, uh, to work with your team. So we're having workouts six of those, and our coaches are taking two of those hours to basically install spring practice and go back through exactly what we would be doing if we were in spring practice. Uh, so regardless of whether we get a little extra time this summer or not, uh, we get a little added on to, to fall. Uh, we'll be more prepared uh, than, than we would be if we would be if we just sit around and do nothing. So we're, we're trying to make it as, as, as normal as we can, understanding this is the new normal. How up on all this video conferencing stuff were you before all this started? Did you use it to talk to your grandkids? Did you use it to talk to recruits before all this happened? Or are you just learning as you go? Andy, I, I'm, um, Sally and I would always FaceTime uh, with recruits, We'd face, or I would, and she and I would FaceTime with grandkids. So we, we've been involved with FaceTiming. Um, Zoom is, is new for me. Uh, our daughter is a professor at UVA. And she actually called and said, Dad, you're going to have to get into Zoom because that's the way we're going to be teaching classes. And she did it about two weeks before all of this came. So she and I got on Zoom. Sally got on Zoom, and we learned how to do it immediately. Um, and, and that's really helped us because so, so much of our life right now is being involved with it. You mentioned the players going through a workout on Zoom. I, I talked to your strength coach, Brian Hess, a couple of weeks ago. And he mentioned that one of the things he felt was critical was creating some structure for those players so that they didn't feel like they were just kind of drifting aimlessly. And one of the things he said was having set workout times could help provide that structure. It sounds like you guys have got that thing off the ground. So what does it look like when you're leading a workout and there's a bunch of guys in a bunch of different places? It's really interesting that you, you've got, you can get lots of people on zoom. So all of our players are on zoom and each of the um, assistant strength coaches have a group and you can see them pop up and then coach Hess will yell at one of the players and he'll unmute him and, and he'll lead the team. Um, and and it's really unique to watch. It, it's uh, uh, they they were running mostly this morning, so they had a stretching period, and Coach Hess will stretch them while they watch him and stretch. But they they can see the uh, their players. Uh, it's obviously voluntary, uh, so it's a little bit different. We can't force anybody to go, so the guys are having to be really accountable with each other. Um, but it it was interesting. They they were running sprints. And you can see the from their, their their Zoom phone, or most of them had their phone, 
they were out in the yard. Uh, one guy was having to run, and uh, one of our players was having to run in the hallway because he's probably where it was too cold or rainy, and he couldn't run outside. So he's running sprints in the hallway um, of, of an apartment complex. So, uh, But it, it was really interesting to watch them, and it, it just makes you feel so proud uh, that these young guys are so special that people are talking about they may not even have football, and they may not be back, and they may not be for summer school, and and these guys are showing up every day and working really, really hard to, to not only try to maintain their strength, but get stronger. So how do you feel about that? I mean, obviously you're in the same boat as everyone else, not knowing what's going to happen. I'm sure you and Bubba Cunningham are in constant contact about that, but when do you think we'll have an idea about what's going to happen? Andy, the... Um, I, I was sitting and watching news all day, every day. Uh, and then Bubba was updating us uh, constantly. Uh, and, and I've, I've tried to slow down on watching some of the news reports. They're, they're just, it's really, really difficult to watch, uh, especially what's happened in New York. And, and um, so I'm trying to get information and, and, and I've told our players, let, let's make sure that we're dealing with facts, not fear. Uh, and then we had a doctor. Uh, came, he came on last week on Zoom and, and, and spent 30, 40 minutes answering questions about the, the virus and what our players should do and how they should handle it and, and, and the parents that were, were interested. So I thought that was very, very helpful uh, for them to know what to do, what not to do. And then I've tried to base uh, some of my thought process off the CDC, and they seem to be talking about uh, the middle of May. So our coaches are actually scattered everywhere. I haven't seen them in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, they're all over the place. Uh, they're all over the country with their families because John Lilly's in Cleveland. He didn't move. And Devon uh, DeWitt's in Lincoln, Nebraska. He hadn't moved his family yet. Um, so so the guys are just scattered everywhere, and, and I only see them on uh, on Zoom. Uh, and I've told them to, to start thinking about um, – the middle of April, it seems like we'll have at least an update from from our government and some different things. But when the CDC says maybe we can start having a group of 50 or more by May 10th, that makes me think that our coaches probably around that time uh, might be able to come back to work. So that that's what I'm I pretty much told our guys. Let's let's work as hard as we can and do what you're doing of wherever you are for the next month. And then by the first part of May, let's start looking at, at, at hopefully some type of re-entry in the month of May. So I'll ask these questions, assuming there is going to be a season and it starts basically on time. But what you guys are doing in terms of install and the coaching, how much can the players get out of that versus what they would have gotten out of spring practice? They can get a lot out of it, not near as much as they would have gotten in spring practice, and simply because everybody learns differently. Some people have to walk through it on the field. Some people have to go through it on the field. And then they won't learn as well with, with the, the video. We can show them video. We can walk through them. We can actually have meetings with them. Uh, but, but we can't take them on the field, and we can't work them out even with the video. Um, it, it has to be like a meeting for us. 
So the ones that could have gotten what they needed out of a meeting uh, this spring and, and been hurt and not been able to walk through it on the field or do the drills, we'll, we'll be okay. But the guy that has trouble learning that way is he's going to suffer some. And Andy, what we've been trying to do, I've told our guys, they, they said that uh, NCAA has suspended evaluation for recruiting until April 15th. So I've told our, our coaches, be ready to go out April 15th. I don't think that'll happen. High schools won't be in, in, in my estimation, but we have to be prepared to go out when, when there's an opportunity or a chance that we might. Uh, the next time we've talked about is if, if um, the CDC allows us to go back to work uh, on May 10th, let's have a junior day May 16th because that's the Saturday. And that would be the first time that people could come back on campuses. Uh, so we're, we're preparing as if uh, we want to be ready when they do let us go back. So if we can't go back April 15th, we think we're not, that's okay. We're prepared. Scratch that one. If we can't go back the, the middle of May for, for bringing people on our campus, that's okay. Scratch it. We'll go to June. Uh, but we're going to prepare for recruiting. We're going to prepare for summer school. We're going to prepare for a, a, a 10-day mini camp in the summer. We're going to prepare for preseason, and we're going to prepare for the season to start on time. And, and then we'll be prepared for whatever pops up. The worst thing for us to do is sit around like we're, we, we don't know and sit and do nothing and then be surprised. So we're, we're going to over-communicate and we're going to over-prepare to make sure that we're ready to go when somebody says, let's go. Can you imagine having to do this last year when you and everybody on your staff was new to these guys? No. Now, new, new coaches, guys who changed a lot of coaches, uh, th- this has got to be an absolute nightmare. I, I wouldn't even know our players. And, and last year, we would have had uh, six days of practice before this happened. So that would have helped a little bit. This year, we moved practice back so we could get stronger. So we didn't get any work at all. But uh, uh, coaches not being able to be on the field, not getting to know your players, um, it, it's it's very, very difficult to to – build up trust and respect over Zoom. And that's what you coaches are having to do right now. You mentioned the word over-communicate, and I'm curious about that. Use it in terms of everybody in your organization talking to your players. How important is that for your players' mental health so they don't have that disconnect and so they aren't just floating around not knowing what to do? Well, it's it's really important, and, and we've encouraged them to, to Zoom and FaceTime with each other. You can still have interaction. We're just, we're learning how to, to do things differently. We're learning how to teach through uh, remote means that we, we didn't have before. We're learning how to communicate through FaceTime and, and, and through Zoom, and we never had to before. Uh, so do that. They're playing video games with each other through Zoom. And um, and, and it's so fun when we we you get into zoom a little bit early and they're all getting in and they're picking at each other and laughing and cutting up and, and, and like they're in a, a team meeting and, and they can do that. And it, it also reinforces Andy, why I came back to coach. I, I miss these coaches. I, I miss the players. I miss our time together. And when we all talk about uh, bowl games and winning and money and 
years on your contract and, and all of those things that are really important, what, what truly matters is your relationship with, with each other. And, and that's what we're having to, to really stay strong. And that's why I use the word, the words over communicate, because I want our players to know everything I know. And I can't tell them anything, but we gave them the, the dates for summer school yesterday, the first session and the second session. And we readily told them that we have no idea whether you'll be uh, online for summer school or, or, or back here. But we want you to know that this, this is the next time that comes up. We, we try to talk to them about, uh, like our school gave the, the young guys an opportunity to go pass fail. So we have academic counselors that work with each position. And those academic counselors, uh, they, they talk to the, the players daily. And the day and the players are are giving them reports from online with their their faculty. So um, we're we're trying to run our our entire program like we ran it uh, a month ago. Um, we're we're just having to find out different and more creative ways to do it. We're uh, this afternoon. I'll go online with uh, 200 high school coaches for a high school clinic in Eastern North Carolina. Uh, we're having a weekly clinic. Uh, last week, Coach Longo went online and and he had 600 coaches um, that that tuned in. So we we promised our guys a, a high school coaches clinic. It didn't work out, so we're going to give them one. We're just going to have to work different ways to get it to them. That leads into my next question. Obviously, that ties in recruiting and relationships and and everything that you've preached since you've gotten to North Carolina. You've recruited really, really well since you got back to Chapel Hill. How important are those relationships and continuing to do what you're doing, just staying in contact with those high school coaches to keep it going? But Andy, it's so important. And, and you know, my philosophy has always been recruit close to home. And, and it's been when I was here before, when we were at Tulane, Appalachian, at Texas, we try to do the same thing. Most of our teams were uh, from uh, in-state players. Uh, so we take a footprint from D.C. to Atlanta, basically, and and the, all the kids and the parents and the high school coaches can drive to our campus and they come a lot. And uh, right now, most of the guys that are committed to us are committed in state. So I feel like that we'll have a great chance to keep most of them. Uh, and and that's uh, that's important to me because even when you you have a crisis like this come up, um, parents want their kids to be closer to home, and they want them to be able to drive home and drive back and and. Um, so we're, we're in constant contact with our high school coaches. We don't recruit big numbers. I bet we're recruiting probably 30 players to get 20. A lot of people are still recruiting 50 to 100. Uh, we don't get out of our footprint very often because we know the coaches and we know the, the families and, and we know a lot about the guys we're recruiting. Um, so, um, we're probably in as good a shape as we could possibly be uh, for recruiting to be shut down at this point. You were always kind of ahead of the game at Texas, too. You accelerated the curve there. Does it help now to have that in place and you can be ahead of things before the shutdown? Absolutely. We, we, um, we, we already know a lot of the guys that, that we've approved and would take in the 22 class. In fact, this hurts us more in evaluation of the 22 class than it does with the 21 class 
because we pretty much have made all of our decisions for 21. Wow. So I'm interested in, as you've done this, have you found anything in terms of the way you're working now that when life gets back to normal, you might to maybe keep it or, or incorporate it? Yes, I, I think we can do more things from home. And, and we were having early morning practices anyway, and the coaches were going home early. But uh, instead of having a coach run over and see you, you can Zoom with him very easily, if it, if it, especially if he lives 20 minutes from the office or something. So uh, I, I do think there will be some things that, that come out of this that we will all learn to do things better and save more time. And, and uh, as tragic it is, as it is that we've got so many people sick and the, the economy is struggling and people are getting laid off and some people are dying, um, you know, they said the other day that the environment's going to be better. Um, there's less smog in cities and the streams are going to be clearer and the lakes are going to be better. And, and, and what we've got to do is try to take this crisis and, and learn from it and, and see if there are some things that we can all do better because of it. Before I let you go, you mentioned earlier that this has kind of taught you not to be so wrapped up in sports. So, so as you've had some extra time, have you read any good books? Have you seen any good TV shows? Well, Andy, I said I need to learn. <laughs> That's so what I was wondering about. In sports, I'm not there yet. And, and it's been an, a very interesting three weeks. I, I go from sitting on a couch at our spring break, getting ready for spring practice the next Tuesday, and this was a Thursday, and I'm getting ready to watch my friend Shaka Smart at Texas play Texas Tech. They're out on the court, and they cancel the game. NBA's canceled, ACC tournament's canceled, and and by Tuesday, my world has completely changed. And and I was sitting there on Thursday wondering how this would change. Would we still have spring practice uh, at that time? And and then the next thing I know, there there was a day in a 24-hour period where I had a staff meeting called. And then Bubba Cunningham, our athletics director, and I talked about it and said, you know, uh, he, he said, well, let's, let's move your staff meeting out of the staff room up to the top floor so we can have social distancing and spread them out. And um, then they said, before that, let, let's, let's don't have it. Let's, let's, let's have the meeting on Zoom. Um, and that was in a 24-hour period. So I'm telling you, uh, our lives have changed so much. And I've got a guitar I haven't touched in years, and at some point I want to. I, I, I actually have some books that Sally's ordered me some books to read that are about leadership and, and, and people that I admire. And at the same time, I have been so busy for these three weeks trying to uh, get us reorganized that I really haven't been able to do anything. Depending on how long this lasts, we'll see, but I expect you to be able to play the beginning of Hotel California when we get back to normal. Well, that one's pretty hard to play, so that may take a while, but I, I will get on it today. You've challenged me. All right, Coach, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me on, and you take care of yourself. And, and for everybody out there, let's, let's really try to, to do what the guidelines ask us to do and it looks like uh, Americans step up at times of crisis, and, it, and we all need to step up now and, and start fighting this virus together. That's it. Thank you so much to Mac Brown. 
for explaining everything that's going on now with North Carolina Tar Heels, all those Zoom workouts, which, listen, if a strength coach could yell at me over the computer, I could probably benefit from that right now. I, I think I need someone to, to motivate me to get off the couch sometimes. We can't push trucks every day, and, uh, and I need somebody to tell me, hey, you know, you just grab that bag of mulch and start doing some squats. So good luck to, to North Carolina and to all the, the college football programs trying to keep working right now through all of this. When we are back on Friday, we're going to talk football again, but it's back to the movies. Andy Staples Show goes to the movies. We're doing Necessary Roughness in the 1991 comedy loosely, and I mean very loosely, based on the post-death penalty SMU Mustangs. Scott Bakula comes off the Quantum Leap set to play quarterback. Sinbad comes off the Different World set to play a chemistry-teaching defensive tackle. Rob Schneider is your PA announcer. Larry Miller plays a great evil dean. It is a classic and we are going to talk about it. We're going to say welcome to football. No, welcome to football on Friday. Necessary roughness. We'll talk to you then.